Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Gotcha Bitch. I'm Six Detmar, and I'm here to talk with you and some friends about Girls Frontline, which is a uh, anime firearm girl based gotcha game. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's introduce all of our panelists. Uh, I've already I've already said who I am. Uh, Harry, you go first. So I'm Harry, friend of the site, and I got into this like via YouTube and Instagram ads targeting me specifically because I like guns on erotic like I like guns like without all the baggage of like liking guns and anime and anime girls and my favorite is UMP9 because she's like the happy-go-lucky kind of character which hell yeah I'm into all right uh Ty what about you cool um I got into this game um, cause I was browsing really obscure, uh, Company of Heroes 2 mods on the Steam Workshop and found that someone was doing custom portraits, um, based on other, uh, based on, uh, girls from the series. And I was sort of intrigued and terrified and repulsed, um, all at the same time. Um, then I ended up requesting, uh, that this guy, uh, make one of Negev. Um, of course he made one of Tar, um, cause you can never get exactly what you want. Um, and here I am. Um, I think my favorite currently in, on the English servers is Wellrod. Um, mm. she's tanky, she's bae, um, she does everything you want. Um, yeah. Nice. Alright, that's way more of an interesting story as to how I got it, how you got into the game than, than mine is. Uh, Nick, what about you? Hi, I'm Nick. I host another podcast with Six and I, I just generally talk to them and... I th- why the hell did I get into the game? Because I asked Six, like, what was up? Because they weren't posting, uh, I know the name, Love Nikki. Dress Up Queen. Dress Up? Dress Up Queen. There we go. Love Nikki, Dress Up Queen. From Nailed Six. It. I just used to spam, truly spam, not really, but like, you know, fairly regularly post pictures of this, I think another gacha game. It's like a, a dress up type deal. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hadn't seen anything in a while. And I was really worried. I'm like, what's happened to Nikki? Like, is she okay? And then Six says, well, no. I haven't really been playing Nikki as much. I'm like, hmm, okay. Well, if I wanted to understand this world, what should I play? Like, I need to understand this entire genre and this thing that you liked. And then I think... You all were talking about Girls Frontline at the time. So I'm like, okay, I'll download this anime girls gun game. Sure, what could go wrong? Uh, I think my favorite that I decided on um, a good two minutes ago now is uh, Famas because she's got some good sleeves. Um, I don't think I've used her in a squad yet, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the design, right? It really is. I mean, that's you got it. they've got some intricate art here. Mm-hmm. To say the least, Nick's and Nick's always been an appreciator of good sleeves. That's mm-hmm. just that's chronologically throughout your life been a, a truism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so as mentioned, I'm Six Detmar. Um, I got into Girls Frontline because uh, Ty's significant other cat uh, was complaining in group DMs about how Ty wouldn't stop playing this game. <laughs> And I, and then like literally half an hour later, I was like, "Yo, this game's pretty good." And Cat was like, "No." <laughs> um, so that's my story, I guess. Um, and I have I'm I'm the I said you could do one or two favorites. It turns out I'm the only scumbag who went for two. Um, my original favorite was Galil. Uh, I, I immediately hooked on to Galil, and then Galil turned out to be not very good. As I got further into the game. So my current favorite is Grizzly because Grizzly's more viable. Um, but Gallo has a, Gallo has a really great, uh, like a Kansai Ben that I just, I'm a big fan of, of a Kansai Ben. Um, wait, that doesn't make sense. I don't, wait, why? Why does he have a Kansai Ben? Also just like a wonderful rifle IRL. So props for that. That's Hopefully true. she'll get a Digimind eventually and, you know. I really am hoping. Um, yeah. And uh, and Grizzly, just like a reliable handgun with a great buff and also just a cool attitude. Like she's one of the few ones who you if you set her as like your your adjutant, 
she's not like flirting with you. She's just like, man, I like driving. It's like, yeah, high five, Grizzly. <laughs> that jacket's like You're the cool. coolest jacket. Like, it's a I would good wear jacket. that in real life and be like, when people ask me, where do you find that from? I would not say Girls Frontline. I would say I was inspired by a particular ar- ar- artist. So let's talk about like, uh, Nick, this is your first gotcha experience, right? Yes. Um, for the rest of us, it's not. So I guess we'll start off with asking you, like, oh no, wel- welcome. Welcome. How does the world of Gotcha find you? Um, I didn't really know it was a world. I didn't really. I I guess I knew this kind of game existed, but I I didn't. I wouldn't have classified it as a genre. Like I was, I was familiar with the concept of Gachapon, and I didn't really know there was games where it's it's basically that, and then a wrapper around it and then you stick like a gameplay element in there um it's 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 good it was much less uh microtransaction-y than i f- thought i was like sure it would be like you you can play the actual i guess video game without paying money mm-hmm. it's not like ridiculously annoying i i think this is the point where i should out myself i am also a gotcha neophyte um, I've since played what? the wow. whatever that cooking the food soul game is. Um, yes. When everyone sort of uh, blew up on it, everyone was threatening to turn traitor. But um, so I played that for a couple of days. But um, Girls was my first experience I, and my primary experience. I also knew about that because a YouTube targeted ad and also Instagram targeted ad. Which says something about Instagram me. Instagram just has I your guess. number. Here. Something about guns and food. Yeah, yeah, I love food. I love guns. Yeah. Hell yeah, I love women. <laughs> Uh, Harry, tell me this isn't your first gotcha game. Uh, the Fire Emblem Heroes count? Because I played that for a bit because I like Fire Emblem sure. a lot. And then I got really mad when I kept on playing two stars. And then I, and then I pulled like uh, like a five star that was like Camilla. And then I pulled nothing else after that. So I just got very disappointed. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like pulling is definitely like a prime like tenant of these games, right? So I do yeah, think like... Sure. I do think that the... Uh, Girl Frontline is a lot more generous about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for myself, I guess that... Man, I really thought Ty was the voice of experience here. Uh, you've disguised <laughs> yourself incredibly well. It's um, my academic background. It's sort of my job. It's a natural. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes me the veteran. Wow. Um, I have played uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. I've played Fate Grand Order. I've played Grand Blue Fantasy. I played Love Nikki Dress Up Queen. I played the Shimigami Tensei one that just came out. I've played a little bit of the food one. I've played this. I've probably played some others that I've forgotten about because they weren't very good. Wow, that was that was the most impressive flex slash con- confession I have ever heard. Like well, this is why you're the host, right? Listen, the only one of those I'm actually embarrassed about having played is Fate Grand Order. That game is bad. <laughs> On the next episode um, of Gotcha Bitch. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, ar- I already I already know the name of a few people who are going to send me messages about that one. What if King Arthur was hot? What if Leonardo da Vinci was hot? Man, see, that's such a Damn. good pitch. <laughs> I just, hmm. Also, Leonardo da Vinci was hot. Anyway, um, so I guess... Um, like you came into this with the expectation, Nick, that this was gonna this was gonna like bankrupt you, right? That like basically you you uh <laughs> you were gonna played, have to take out more student it. loans in order to play this game. Yeah, that was the idea. I was like, you know, I'm finishing school, might as well just pile some more on. I've like I've downloaded games to my mobile devices before. Oh man. And normally Look at this guy. <laughs> I know, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I went to school for this, don't worry. like I'm familiar with the concept of mobile free-to-play games, and I don't understand how there's not more annoying pressure here. Like, I'm, I was amazed. Yeah. No, it's... it's. You don't, it's not like, oh, you've run out of energy after pulling one anime girl. Give us money. How much money have we all dropped on this game, just to, like, give people, like, a heads up? Um... One million. I mean, zero I don't. Dollars. I don't know off the top of my head. But like, like an approximation <laughs> of like <laughs> order yeah. of magnitude. I've probably given them thirty bucks. No, that's not that's reasonable. I've given them absolutely nothing because I was saving up like Google Play credit, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, let's go buy the thirty-day uh, card." Nice. Yeah. 
economical, really. I'm exactly $8 in. I'm coming to the end of my second month with the, they have a monthly, like, uh, pay for pay currency um, option that's pretty solid as long as you're okay with waiting. Um, so I'm about to drop, you know, my my third round of that. And I honestly, like, so I've, uh, as as the person who's spent the most, like, it's mo- it's pretty much just been like like a tip jar, right? It's been like I'm having a lot of fun, I'm playing a lot of this game, and it's like there's this benefit I can get for it, and why not? Because like I haven't felt pressured. There's been no point like the only times I've run out of like uh, T-Doll contracts, which is how you roll the gotcha, is like when I'm blatantly being an idiot. Um, oh, when I'm like, no, fuck you. I will get a, I will get a legendary <laughs> and roll like ten times in a row when I fucking should not. I um, rolled forty to get that uh, one character that we're talking about. Oh boy, yeah. I mean, hmm, we'll yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to Operation Cube discussion in a minute. But... I, I think the the ex- the amount of pressure that exists to you know buy into the currency is i mean this is obvious but then sort of not is directly proportional to your impulse control but also the extent to which like you're viewing this as like uh like foreground activity versus oh this like casual fun game that you know i open up my phone a little bit you know during the day or whatever do the thing and then log off and go do something else so i found myself Mm -hmm. in this position over the summer where my you know that i don't teach um and I'm thinking about the game. I'm maybe sort of obsessing over, you know, some doll I want or something. Um, I have a carrot in front of me. Um, and I want to actively play the game more. Um, and there were a couple of instances where I essentially ran out of the resources playing over and over and over again. Um, ammunition generally in this game. Um, and I was hell-bent on getting more. And they do provide some options to uh, grind, like, one time uh, for the currency um, by doing certain, like, achievements or whatever. So I was able to do that. Um, but I, I feel like I've felt that uh, more strongly than any of you from the sounds of it. Um, I just wanted to play the game more. But that was me sitting down and hmm. I'm going to play this game for four hours, you know? Yeah, when I've dropped money, it's been... Um... <clears throat> it's been to get married. <laughs> the truth comes out. Um, exposed. There's, yeah, there's a system in this Mail game. Mail order. Uh, there's a system in this game called the Oath System, which is like sort of kind of getting married to... <laughs> it's if you ring, like it, put a, a ring, ring on it, on right? Anime girl. Uh, <laughs> right. And it's like, it's like, and then they're like, oh, thank you. I'm glad you're taking this relationship to the next level. <laughs> and then they get a stat boost. Yeah. And it's great. And they put your The real conspiracy in. is if they intentionally nerfed everyone by 5%, so you get to, like, oath everybody. That is the question. Did Do they, like, do they intentionally make them weaker so that you'll marry them to get the stat boosts? If I was a scumbag, which I am, I would totally do that, so. I mean, like, I feel like everyone's, like, Everyone is so viable in this game that I think prob- like probably not. Or if they did, they did a bad job of it because like it's not hard to clear the content that's here in this game. It's annoying. It just takes some time. Definitely, I feel they've only seen like a couple of very specific like patches of content um, in China, from what I understand, that is demanding um, in that sense. Or you know where you might be. Uh, you know, like watching the meters and really like needing to optimize if you didn't have the like one or two girls that you really needed for a fight, um, which is to say it's mm-hmm. extremely forgiving. Um, being the min-maxer though, but also like really creeped out by this whole concept of like being romantically involved with your like ro- robotic underlings or whatever. Um, I sort of look at the system as like, uh, like being dubbed like, you know, knighthood or something like that. It's like, you, you know, Good job, girl. But it's it's cool. Like sleep in the other bed. Thanks. Yeah. No. Totally. I listen. It's I'm an ace. It's totally platonic. I just I want my the leaders of my squads to be recognized. Both people, both girls that I have have done oath with so far have been squad leaders of my best squads. And it's like, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Also, here, here's, here's a ring. Here's a ring. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make this weird. I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> I'm telling you to the masses. <laughs> I'm going to give you this, like, silver ring with, like, a couple of gems on it, and then I'm going to tell you as I'm handing it to you, don't make this weird. Robots can't... Like, it's your fault. Robots can't <laughs> feel love, Six. It doesn't matter. They're robots. Yeah, you didn't play near. I did um, not. I should. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so one of those pieces of content that I think comes, like, 
There's some stuff in the base game that's harder than this, but one of the hardest pieces of content in the game right now is the first major event that we've seen in the U.S. servers, which is Operation Cube. Uh, Ty, you're obvious. You have the most, like, you plowed through Operation Cube pretty damn fast. I feel like you, you have earned the right to be the one that introduces what this event is. Oy vey. Um, yeah, so I powered through it in a couple of hours after I woke up on patch day, um, which did include completing, you know, you have to beat the end stage, I think it was 15 times, and that was before it was fixed. So originally, um, the end boss, and we'll talk about it a little later, but specifically there was a glitch where the end boss didn't miss with an auto attack that basically uh, took out any uh, dummy link doll. Um, so she was a little bit more challenging, um, but it was it was totally doable um, with a decent squad. So yeah, I guess that was the that was the fun experience, a little extra challenge, which I actually appreciated because um, I've been sort of uh, you know plateaued um, with you know being out of content. Um, but yeah, it was a four part event um, that basically was composed of night missions, which are the I guess like uh, tertiary final tier of difficulty um, associated with uh, like level or with like mission uh, numbers. Um, generally include uh, armored enemies, so you need some specific uh, co- squad compositions to um, complete them uh, successfully or more easily, um, as well as having limited visibility. They're a little bit more tactical um, and less kind of uh, face rolly. Um, so it was a it was a decent little little batch of content, as well as something that um, even for players starting um, at or near the uh, the inception of the event should be able to complete. Uh, fairly easily, um, given like a three week uh, window that it's running. Is it bad if I like mm-hmm. power level all my dolls to like four X dummy link and then just plow through like the third mission? Like I wouldn't even <laughs> like put any like handguns or like rifles. I would just like if he wasn't in the top right corner, I would just restart the mission, which is not how you do it. But I did it anyway, so. I mean, like whatever works. I do think doing night missions without a handgun is. Foolish? It is bad, but I did it anyway. It's, it's like it's it's kind of dumb of you, friend. Them, them goggles, though. Yeah. See, I didn't pull it any... without a handgun. You don't have any vision, and it's fog of war base. I didn't have any like good handguns. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's power through it. Also, yeah. the fourth mission is complete bullshit. I feel. <laughs> I think you forgot to mention that part, Ty. But uh, yeah, it's like I think it's like probably like the hardest mission in the game in the sense that it's like randomly number generated if you don't use a tool for it. Yeah, I don't think they hit a sweet spot with that as far as tedium versus fun. It when you do it, it doesn't really feel like you you were successful because of you know your skill planning anything like that. It's really just that you got the good RNG. Um, there are ways to do it more stably. Um, in that first. Uh, in that first, those first hours where I was doing it, and it was challenging because it was pre-patch. Um, having lost a couple of times in the boss, um, I wanted to make sure that I could reliably get to the boss every time. Just I wanted to make the most of my time as I was sitting there grinding it. Um, and you can pretty quickly like even out um, the initially uh, frustrating or what appears to be kind of like frustrating um, RNG with the spawn locations and stuff like that. But it is tedious. It's just, I mean, it's just. A, repetitious grind especially doing it 15 times so mm-hmm. yeah and i mean like it's it's the first event like even you know this is obviously the the game's been running in you know on, on chinese and taiwanese servers for a while but even there this is the first event first big event that they did this was the introduction of night battles over there and it's like yeah no this is this is them doing like it's like early level design right i think probably they're going to get better at this this is just kind of rough as I understand it, though, they sort of just go in an intentionally sadistic direction. Um, I don't know if you've gotten to take a peek at some of the Singularity um, maps, the another significant event plot-wise and gear-wise. Um, they're just, they're, it's nightmare fuel. Like, now that we've all sort of suffered through the Cube Night missions, we should, you know, know what that hell looks like. So it's just that multiplied by, like, fourfold um, as far as the scope of the maps and stuff like that. So Great. Great. Excited. Well... At least I'll be higher level by then. I, I kind of had to rush to have a squad ready for it. And then I was like, oh, wait, I need a second squad to sort of hold down the fort while my main team looks for, you know, the boss. Um, and that was sort of a last minute realization that I barely managed to make work. Um, I've cleared the, I've cleared the event at this point. We've still got, you know, a couple of weeks left. So I'll just 
farm it and try and get some of those limited drops. But those drops are all going to be added to production. Um, so don't stress. Um, you were oh, okay. listening to cool. this. Yeah, they will um, come back to haunt us. Um, some of some of those dolls are sort of notorious for taking up heavy production uh, slots and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, but only the limited drops, right? Like not SPP or no. Uh, get the, or, get those uh, girls. Groza. They are good. yeah. The guaranteed drops are are only way you can get them. Um, as far as the story, I feel like it was an interesting like the main story of the game. Uh, mostly follows the the anti rain squad, and it's just kind of. It's fine, it's fine as far as we've gotten. At least it might be more interesting in on the uh, on the Chinese servers, um, as far as they've gotten. But um, the story in Operation Cube follows a different squad, uh, Squad Four Hundred Four, who is encountered briefly in the main story so far, um, and I feel like they do some interesting character work with them yeah i don't know i so after the end of operation cube i decided to do my second oath which was to ump 45 um partially because i feel like my takeaway from operation cube is oh my god she has to put up with these fucking morons (laughs) (laughs) like the rest of the squad is like okay there's ump9 who is just like ridiculously trolly and uncooperative uh, there's 416, who is literally, usually actively threatening to murder everyone else around her. And then there's G11, who just wants to sleep. And UMP45 seems to be the only one that realizes they're a military squad with a fucking job to do. <laughs> and I feel really bad for her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like the, like the B-Squad. They're like the Expendables in that sense, where they're all like clashing pers- personalities. As was like the, uh, the AR squad, which are like, I, I wouldn't say generic, they got personalities and all that, but, like, they're definitely, like, more straight-laced than the 404 squad. They're, like, doing, like, shenanigans. And that plus, like, so a lot bad of... bad company. Basically, yeah. And they have, like, the boring one, like, UMP-45. Not, like, the good one, like, UMP-9, you know? I, dis- I disagree a little bit with the kind of quick dismissal of G11, just because... Um, so, it was impossible for me to sort of soak up the story without having the spoilers, because um, wikis are sort of necessary in this game, right? Um, and that's what yeah. happens. Um, yeah. So, I, without spoiling anything, I sort of read G11's, I don't know, sort of shtick through the lens of this is a person, like, completely shut down from trauma. Um, yes, it's mm. cute little anime, like, I want to sleep... You know, but it's very easy to read, um, I don't know, sort of a lot more loss into the, like, I just want to go home and, like, you know, where's UMP40 kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I I think she's a little bit more interesting, but I doubt they're ever going to advance her as a character because her shtick is being the cute, sleepy one, I guess. I guess that's a trope. I don't, I don't do this whole anime thing. You'll have to tell me. Um, but that <laughs> yes, was a little a bit intriguing for me. Yeah, because mm. I heard, like, a lot of... I, I don't, I'm not, like, citing anything here, but, like, I think, like, the studies have been shown where, like, people with, like, PTSD or trauma, like, sleep a lot more. They have, like, narcolepsy, which, like, fits the bill. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know how G11 tied into things, but I am aware through wiki stuff what the deal is with UMP40. Um... But, yeah, I don't know. It's... Yeah, I don't know. The The story was, like, at once more engaging, but also just they're so dysfunctional that you kind of wonder how they're getting anything done. <laughs> just have to believe. Yeah, I guess. But it's like... so. It, it's like the sense where, like, oh, a plan comes together, you know, with all these misfits, which is, like, half the fun of it, you know? Yeah, I guess it just feels like a tonal, a bit of a tonal clash with the usual storytelling, at least. Like, not, n- I wouldn't say necessarily the tone of Girls Frontline, because it can be very fairly dark. silly in ways. But, yeah, the story itself seems generally pretty dark. But, like, I could definitely, like, envision, like, another, like, side story. Like, if they had, like, another, like, set of chapters following, like, 404 Squad. Like, it'd just be, like, goofy shenanigans, I suppose, which I would not mind. Which, like, you can imagine, like, the tone of it, like, veering off into being, like, like we we gotta do this thing badly, but it's gonna work out, and that's a different game, yeah. But I could see it. That's why I like them a lot. 
I, I'm, I'm pretty split on the, um, I don't know, sort of like tonal bifurcation that we're getting at. So in general, the story and definitely the like self-contained cube narrative, um, it's goofy shenanigans, all that stuff. Right. But then what we're all alluding to is there's some seriously dark stuff, um, that they've packed in mostly in later events we haven't gotten to, but it, it goes almost, sorry about that over the top, um, in its, you know, grim darkness. Right. Um, and at first I was glad about that because I'm really uncomfortable with this like whole, you know, cutesy, um, murder doll things that you marry. So I liked going in that more quote unquote mature tone, but it does feel a bit voyeuristic or almost like exploitative in some way. Um, just because, that tension is never resolved. Like the game fully rides them both out independent of one another. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't really know where I stand on that. I think we're going to have to see as we get those content releases. I'm not going to stop playing, but I I'm not as like um, uncritically um, embracing that dark uh, tone as I initially was. So. Sure. Yeah, no, I totally, I, I think I'm right there with you. Um, so, Here's obviously the game's been out for for since 2016 I think in uh in China. Um and the game is slowly like since it only came out in May I think in the United States um the English servers are behind but we're catching up at a rate that is like it's not like we're going at the same rate they did. We're going faster, but we're also going a little out of order. Um, like we got night, like in China, as I say, uh, Operation Cube was the introduction of night battles. We've had night battles for a while, and then we got Operation Cube. So, um, I guess like one of the things I feel like is a big, and this is probably less of a topic than I originally planned because you don't have as much gotcha experience, um, as I thought, but. One of the big things is like a lot of gotcha games are bigger overseas and then come over here. And the way in which they do the catch-up is kind of a big determiner in what's, like, successful and what fails. Like, I tried to play Grand Blue and I bounced off because you're jumping into a game that already has 50 billion features. And it's just overwhelming nonsense. At least to me. Um, I, f- I feel like you need uh, <laughs> you need a... Some sort of role model, some sort of senior role model. Like you were explaining to me, I was like, "Okay, what what is this?" Because I had never played one of these before. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "Okay, well, this is this, and like this is the basics of this." Oh, you need to like get more of these guns. So like do this, and I'm like, okay, well, there's like four numbers here. There's five numbers here. What do I do? And then you just sent me a link to the wiki, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's." Remarkably simple. Do gotcha games inherently like require like you having a wiki tab open at all times? Like, <laughs> I don't think question? it's inherent. I mean, like, I played I played uh, Fire Emblem Heroes without ever using a wiki. Well, I get, but like Fire Emblem Heroes, I guess is like I wouldn't say ba- like baby's first gotcha, but it's definitely like simplified. But it's baby first gotcha. It, mm. <laughs> no, that listen. If you want to say it, I will. Food one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey now. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, like Ty, have you felt like you were the first of us to get into Girls Frontline? And I think all of us have benefited through your experience. Like, I asked questions of you and then passed that information on to Nick and Harry as they got into it. But you didn't have, like, I, I don't think you had someone above you, like, who was a, a voice of more experience. So how was your experience of getting into it? And how overwhelming was um, it? Not overwhelming at all. Just given my personality type and how my brain works. Um, so for me, uh, having a new little world open, ostensibly that I care about, that just has pages and pages of um, information, both quantitative and qualitative, um, is a joy to me. Um, so that combined with like, you know, years of balance, conversations, uh, tier lists, all these things um, that had been compiled uh, by English speakers um, playing the overseas versions, right? Um, so I basically digested all of that um, for about a week, I would say, like spending a lot of time on right. it um, because I'm not full-time employed at the summer, right? Um, and so, yeah, I was able to just kind of synthesize that, apply it to my own game first. Um, and then when other people came along, I felt like I could, you know, reasonably competently, um, you know, give little tips or whatever that I maybe wish I had learned, you know, a few days prior. It all happened very quickly. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can definitely see how that would be extremely overwhelming uh, for someone who um, doesn't inherently enjoy it that. Um, it's either be overwhelmed or um, be faced with something which to them seems like a chore. Um, definitely. And in this case, too, just as a final note, the stakes are a little bit higher, right? Because in another game, you can play badly or suboptimally, but well enough to advance yourself and do whatever. But in this, um, because a lot of the resources are fairly limited, unless you want to spend real-life money, um, there's that much greater incentive, at least from my perspective, to not mess up things like um, production polls and stuff like that. So I think players are really incentivized to make sure they know um, what they're doing. And you can also have situations where, like, I mean, I feel like the game did a really bad job of explaining to me, like, what a good squad was, um, and how to build it. The kind of not great translation doesn't really help either, too. Yeah. So I ended up using outside resources, but, like, imagine, like, the game starts out fairly easy, but imagine trying to do Operation Cube and being like, well, here's my, here's my squad of three SMGs and two handguns. Wait, I'm getting destroyed. Like, why there were so many handguns at the beginning, and then you basically told me, "Oh yeah, they're trash," and then I replaced most of them, like literally all of them, and then suddenly, like I was playing the video game. Yeah, I had like five, four handguns. (laughs) It's like, wait, why is it so hard? The game, I don't think, encourages you to look um, at the in the right place for the numbers that you need. Like, you wouldn't necessarily know unless you're paying attention to it. Um, One, like how big a discrepancy there is in HP pools between. yeah, the two first taking options, handguns, kind of, and submachine guns. And then also, if it doesn't really connect when you're looking at tile buffs, saying, you know, okay, I'm getting, you know, up to, you know, like 80% crit and 65% rate of fire, how big of a difference that will be. And there's no good way to see them all overlapped or see them, like, there's no, like, buff efficiency meter other than what's baked into the combat efficiency numbers that you see in the formations tab. Um, again, if you know mm-hmm. what you're looking for, it's fairly straightforward. But for newer players, um, I could easily see someone coming up with a team um, that doesn't make any sense and doesn't do its job properly, any job. Um, and yeah, tile buffs, tile buffs just make no sense to me now. Like, what? Why are they a thing? Like, I that was exactly what I did at the beginning because I saw like, oh, this tile it says like, oh, damage increased by forty percent. That's amazing. And then I had this weird like Tetris Jenga thing of like four handguns and then six takes one look and it's like what are you doing this is so bad and then i just stopped doing that and he's just like yeah do the three in the back two in the front thing and then instantly like tripled the combat power or whatever counterintuitive too because like those buffs like you don't want (laughs) you don't want evasion you want evasion buffs for your smg some like new player might be like damage is good right but you don't want that for your smg (laughs) And, like, for game Operation Cube, right, about, like, a difficulty spike, it's 2-6 that really kicks everyone's ass. Like... Yeah, 2-6 is the first wake-up call in the game, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. you don't have, like, any good ARs. Like, if you're going to get destroyed, and you have to grind it out for dummy links, which no one tells you. Like, I like as bad as Reddit is in general, like, period, like, I do think the Girls Frontline subreddit is, like, a good source of information, right? Yeah, there are some good guides and stuff on there. Uh, I, you know what? I'm not gonna fucking hedge my. I, this might end up on the girls' frontline subreddit. Fucking fuck it. There's also a lot of misogynists and fucking like anti-Semites and just huge creeps on there. It's really, really like. I use some of their resources. I also don't know when I see a new topic if I'm going to pull it up and be like, oh, wow, you're a garbage human. And that's like... like the sparkly land of Reddit. It, five times more than other Reddits I've been on. Like, it is ugh. intensely... Because it's a bunch of, like... It's a bunch of... I'm sorry, but the... I'm so, Like, I like anime. The cliches are true. It's a bunch of anime fans plus a bunch of gun nuts. Like, that's a yeah. bad overlap. It, it, this, <laughs> this game is basically a mass shooter list, watch list, that builds Ooh. itself. I mean, let's be real. What, what does that make me then? Fuck. What does that make the Instagram targeted ads? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy. Does nobody make eye contact with Harry? And we'll move on to our next topic. <laughs> Everyone look away. Everyone look away. <laughs> so, what features and events are you excited about? <laughs> the one where they get uh, nice so... dresses. I actually don't mind the 
I think the real RNG in this game is the uh, token pulls where you get like nice costumes. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, some of them are good. Like I do think some of the beach costumes are like all right for like an anime game, and some of them are not great. Ithaca comes to mind, <laughs> but I'm okay with it because I got her. <laughs> like the one before the other event, the like the radiant uh, collection was like they're all in like really fancy dresses, and like I'm okay with that, you know. Yeah, I mean there are some there are some cool costumes. There are some good looks in this game. Um, but... Are there any? specifically bad looks like can you get a jumpsuit and it's just like an actual military jumpsuit it's just really bad See, but that's good <laughs> i mean like the, you exactly you can't get i mean you can, i think you can get some of those where it's like oh it's a military jumpsuit but it somehow is also like you know stockings and like the and zippers all the way down yeah, yeah yeah i mean there's i just i want a, like an ugly costume it's all about the ugly, like, in Dota, it's all about the ugly hats for me. You're going to make the worst possible combination of pixels. Yeah, make the worst I have color. noticed that about you. It's your freedom. Or like me playing fighting and picking the worst color palette possible. Uh, yep. Um, but also, I mean, like, there's the other, like, there are there any, like, uh, like, I think we've all looked at the wiki by now. Is there story stuff that's coming that you're excited about or story stuff that you think they should do? Are there, like, uh, new characters you're excited about? Um, I'm really excited about the the mod system, the Digimind, where like characters can get upgraded into like new art, way stronger versions of themselves. And I really want Galil to get a Digimind to make her viable again. Uh, I also want to get that IDW Digimind because that's that's hilarious. ID, do it, do it, Duh. do it. Yeah, Do it! I'm, you coward! I'm really looking forward to it. I would so. shame my friends and family. Yeah, she finally made it to the uh, police academy. Found someone to take care of her, yes. Um, did you, yeah, Digimines yeah. are going to be awesome. Um, for me personally, I'm looking forward to uh, CZ75 for the uh, the ACOG throwing axe. You know, it's very important. Um, I think the <laughs> default costumes on the Pasta Rifles are fabulous. Uh, the Caracanas. Um, I like them. Mm-hmm. They're also very niche. Um, I... I mean, we don't have Hydras in the game, so I can't comment on whether I'll use them in a Hydra Killing Squad. Um, that's basically the only thing they do. Um, but they just look wonderful. Um, but yeah, other than Digimind, just being able to build um, a five handgun squad, I think, is uh, the most exciting prospect for me long term. You mean like getting handguns that are more viable? Yeah, there are a couple handguns um, that uh, are armor-piercing. So that allows you yeah. to take on most anything. Um, there, there's some pretty specific, like, niche um, handgun, like, comps um, that are, I mean, viable? I don't know. But, like you said, content is pretty easy in this game. So basically being able to farm future content with a five handgun squad is what I'm looking forward to. I kind of want to see, like, new different, like, ways to play the game. Because, like, night mode is... not. I'm not a fan of it. It's kind of a pain in my ass. But, like... Things like that, that's less, less of a pain in the ass, but also interesting, would be, like, cool. Like, what if, like, you can only, like, use one squad and you had to take on, like, a bunch of people or what? Or you could, like, defend, like, an area. Like, there's possibilities there, you know? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing a little more with the, with the form, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, because, like, the gameplay is, like, fine there, right? Like, if they made it better, it'd be better. Also, people die when they, yeah, I think people die when they are killed. There is a like hidden mechanic that adds gameplay, um, but it's unevenly distributed across classes. Um, so I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with um, reload canceling. Um, obviously, only for machine guns, um, but it allows you to basically skip um, the majority of the reload cycle um, and just allow them. Really? So. Mm-hmm. Specifically, like, with Negev, um, this is the most broken thing ever, obviously, because she gets her buff at the beginning of the reload cycle, so you wait for her text to appear, um, and then quickly move her and move her back, um, and she just starts shooting again. Um, so that, combined with dodging, you know, boss mechanics and activating abilities at optimal times, you know, because in a lot of cases you'll want to um, stack your buffs, right? So that is a fair amount to do. Um, but it's only machine guns that have that because it's not intended. Um, I wish there were things like that that were intentional, um, just to give us a little bit more dynamic actual gameplay. But... Hmm. Yeah, like more stuff to do during the actual fights. Yeah. Do you it... just leave it on auto skill and just let it go, or? 
I mean, I do because I'm lazy and I'm usually like doing something else. Um, when I actually care or, you know, when I need to do something well, I'll do it myself. Um, auto skill is also a good way to, when you want things to go off, to turn it on, right? Because it activates everything, like all, you know? Um, but yeah, um, there's that's the thing. There's no content in this game that requires you to, you know, make sure you have your MK23 buff lining up with your machine gun reloads. You know, it's just we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a girl's front line too. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I do wonder. Like, so there's the I I've heard some talk about a girl's front line too. I've heard people talk in like like clued in ways, like oh yeah, they're working on girl's front line too. They mentioned it. Um, and then I've seen some, like, some leaked stuff. Um, even pretty recently, there was, like, a leak that, sh- that, like, I couldn't, it was in a different language. I think it was Chinese. I could not tell what they were trying to say about this screenshot, but they were drawing circles around, uh, two characters who clearly their icon looked like they, one of them had a rocket launcher and one of them had a grenade launcher. Like, that was their type rather than being a handgun or a machine gun. Um, and I don't know if that's for Girls Frontline 1 or 2. I don't know if Girls Frontline 2 is a real thing. I don't know. Is one of them going to be it... Rocket Launcher? I've been saving that well, for an entire podcast. Let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I followed. He could totally edit that out. <laughs> or not. <laughs> why, why would I? That sounds like work. I, I want you to feel embarrassed in front of all these people. No shame. All these. Ta- all these Dozens of people that will definitely download this podcast. Hell yeah. Dozens? You're selling it high. What are the, yes. What's the over-under on Girls Frontline getting an anime like Can Cole or Gren? Or, wait, Reverse Fate, I Gr- guess. Gran well, Blue not, has one. Gran Blue does have one, right? Or doesn't? Uh-huh. Yeah, and... Huh. And I guess I'm Reverse sure Fate Grand Order? Yeah, I mean... You could follow the 404 squad around. That is a... And this, this is a this is a concept I can get behind. I mean, like, it's not like it's unpopular these days to have anime about like girls with guns being ultranationalist. That's 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 a form. They're also, a thousand years old. What so if... it's okay? Single action army is like a hundred, two hundred years old. It's okay. You can wife her. What if we had the girls with guns learn to cook? And then they put down their guns, and then they they cook, and then we name them after their favorite type. That of sounds food. terrible. That's canonical. Springfield's a baker. Also, she loves she loves the fucking New England Patriots, which is like hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's like a side story, like That's like awesome. loving like the Patriots and hating the Seahawks. So cursed, so <laughs> cursed. The uh, so like a couple of things. I would be really disappointed if they announce Girls Frontline Two. Um, anytime in the next like couple of years um, just because we're so far behind on content um, and it would make me feel like there's a really short shelf life for the cool stuff that I unlock um, not that I know what I expect like to be able to do with these things, these these JPEGs that I work so hard for um, but it would just feel bad um, as well as if they um, if, if the English server gets shorted on um, some of the cross collabs um, for me, mainly the Arxis, because um, being able to get Noel slash Lambda is fairly significant for me. Um, so if I if I heard more about Girls Frontline Two um, and was told that we were not going to be eligible for uh, that Guilty Gear uh, Blue event, I would probably stop playing. Um, but yeah, just that. Because I, 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 do, I don't know what that would look like as far as content deployment, and I would sort of lose my confidence um, that this was going to be like a continuously enjoyable experience for the next couple of years, and in a collection game that's ultimately about showing off cool stuff. Like, what's the point? I mean, it probably doesn't... I, I haven't studied these kind of like companies, but it probably doesn't make sense in a free-to-play game to like do a quick, like separate version. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the complete opposite that, like, I don't... Literally every game and or software like goes these days it's unless there's like a, a real reason for them to have to like change platforms i don't know what what the hell this I game mean, is that's what they on. said but it's it seems in, in the remarks that i read that's yeah. what they'd said it's like this is a platform yeah. for you know selling basically getting people to roll on costumes and buying the in-game currency and so without reason to you know sort of hit the reset button it makes no sense for us to like yeah. take that set back so well, yeah. what if what if Girls Frontline Two was just like 
here's like we're we're porting everything over, we're porting your progress over. I feel like that's kind of too hard to do for like an entirely separate game, right? Like why would they yeah? Because like there's no you already have the infrastructure to make one, right? Unless two's a totally radically different thing, which like fuck yeah, I'd play an FPS game like that. <laughs> Actually, the weird thing is, it's like uh, it's like a uh, Bushido Blade style fighting game. I still think this game would make the best like uh, Gungeon uh, twin stick style like multiplayer shooter, just like really fast paced, really frenetic, really quick TTKs um, with all the stats normalized. Um, but then you know still weighted, but normalized across tiers. Um, just let people go wild. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That sounds right. Yeah, you could fight like waves and waves of IDWs, <laughs> and it would just repeat, <laughs> repeat it every time. Just a chorus. Yeah. We, I'm, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, but I've made notes about like how you would adapt the stats to a com- like PvP, like competitive, like top-down twin stick environment. Um, so like what evasion looks like as, and like active abilities and stuff like that um, to trying to preserve balance and make for I don't know. Like I spent a lot of time thinking about this. It sounds like when the podcast comes out, Ty's going to be getting a call from Mica team heading down to China. Yo, gotta nya. Boo! I'll vote for mine! I'll vote for mine! Alright, well, is there anything else we want to we wanna hit on? Um, this has definitely made me more receptive to, like, other gacha games. Like, I'll play them, you know? Cool. Yeah. I was curious if anyone had thoughts on changes to existing content. Both, like, what they think about that, um, sort of in principle. Um, like, making significant like changes to various characters etc but then also like if if yes then which um i don't know if any things they'd like to see with the content that's out so far Hmm. i'd rather have them not like power creep like new production releases like so much like that's what i'm hoping for you know because like g11 and like type 97 and type 95 were like top tier like when they came out people were trying to draw for them and like yeah i get that you gotta like like have people like waste their contracts and resources to buy more right but like i just want them to like have a level playing field where like you can use anything and it's gonna be all right is the draw for this like the stats do they have to keep doing that i mean can't they just make a cool i don't know character design as much as their characterization and well and i mean you talk about like there's there are characters like uh like k2 who we haven't gotten yet but like k2 is a is an assault rifle and isn't like top tier but just has a really unique ability that works differently than anybody else's ability and that's sort of the hook is like okay it's a cool looking character who has a really unique mechanic that i think is Uh, the gold standard that's what we would want to see um we obviously mm -hmm. we don't want power creep but we don't want samey abilities um Obviously, like unique mechanic systems, like take more resources to design. So we can't ask, we can't expect that with every new five star. But that's the mm-hmm. goal anyway. But we also probably don't need another grenade like AR, right? Like we already have like FAL, we already have like four sixteen, we already we, have like Sopma too. We we need you don't one. need another one. We do, we no. need we need one more. We need Zaz. Ah, what if you had one that shot stun grenades? Wait, that's the same thing. Fuck. <laughs> There, there's a grenade launcher girl um, AR um, that will come out eventually that enables a specific type of farming on specific maps that are not out yet. Um, it's very particular with like ROF and damage uh, bands that work with it. It's it's really technical, but for like high efficiency farming, um, we need we need that one. But yeah, we we don't. I feel like I would be, like, as far as changes to existing content, I would be open to the idea of reimagining the role of handguns. Because I feel like handguns get short shrift right now. I feel like you need, like, you you probably should have one for a night mission, and there are a lot of times it's like, okay, it's good to have one in the middle for buffing, but there are also a lot of formations where you can do without them, and they just kind of feel like... They don't feel like they have a very firm role. You know, you've got... What if you had a sixth squad member as, like, an advisor? Or just a full sixth Those squad? Are, I, I mean, like we have fairies, fairies coming right? out, yeah. Yeah, but... I, yeah, we got, we got the fairies, and also if you had a sixth squad member, most people just take a, a, a sixth AR. Yeah, okay. I mean... <laughs> um, doesn't change the math. I feel like you need to change the way they work to an extent to make them more viable in some way. I disagree with that. Um, just to jump in, um, 
Because mm-hmm. we... The game is pretty rigid about what it expects as far as specialization, um, right? So you're an a, a 3 AR, 2 SMG for tanks team is always going to do better than 2-2 two, two and 1 handgun uh, swapped into that mix um, in almost every case. Um, same with uh, rifle handgun. Um, it's not going to make sense to throw an additional um, like a, a machine gun into that team. Um, it may be okay, um, but it, the those classes need different buffs, and presumably you're going to want two, for instance, rifles that are the same type. So ROF rifles like M14, um, WA2K, something like that, or uh, bamboos um, to one-shot bosses. So you're going to want two of the same kind of type, sub-role of rifle, and that's going to dictate which handgun buffs you need. Um, and so we have, you know, ARs and SMGs, always optimal. Uh, rifles, handguns, always optimal. Uh, shotgun MG teams are... A, a little bit looser, and that's where you actually have handguns of all things coming into this third type of team um, and contributing. You know, rifles can't swap into ARSMG teams, but you know, machine guns can't swap in something like that. It's really only handguns um, that can swap into a machine gun shotgun team um, and actually contribute positively. So I don't actually think that's true um, with what you said about the lack of versatility. Like numerically, I think they're the most. Diverse. Sounds like we just need to get good. I don't know. Did anyone else know all that? I mean, yeah. not I really. disagree with. I, I don't know. I disagree with the conclusion somewhat. I don't know. It's it's a. Hmm. I I feel like that's like saying that they can that there is theoretically a squad where they can be good isn't good enough. Can you say more? I'm just really. I'd, I'd love to hear more. We can always edit it out if it's if it's not interesting. Yeah, I mean, like. So, like, they can be viable as, as a, as sort of like a side piece in shotgun MG, but like, the, the idea of them as a support buffer class, I feel like inherently should be, like, it seems really lame to me. Like, it's, even then, you, it's still a machine gun shotgun team. And it's like, oh, you can put a handgun in here and it's not the worst thing you can do. I don't feel like that's a great fate for an entire type of character. But- Every, I guess my point is that every type of character has that exact same fate, right? Mm-hmm. SMGs only exist to tank bullets and buff assault rifle damage dealers in the back. Shotguns only exist to tank bullets and buff machine guns in the back. Handguns exist, that's what I mean, they're actually more versatile because they exist to tank bullets for not just rifles, um, but sometimes to provide buffs for in this case, machine guns, or, you know, maybe things down the line. Um, but I think hmm. every class is really about that rigid. Um, we don't see a lot of mixed teams. Um, I mean, again, you, you can, you can do it, and it'll work okay. Um, but none of those comps are optimal. Yeah, I guess, I guess then, I guess what I should say is I want there to be more options as far as, like, team, like, I want things to be shuffled up more. I want it to be less rigid. Like, my team... If, if I can very briefly, my main team, my best team is not two SMG tanks. It's, it's, uh, it's two ARs. It's a handgun. It's an SMG and it's a machine gun and the machine gun is tanking. Um, and it's really effective. I realize it's probably not optimal, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea that it has to be these just like three specific stale combinations, you know? I think there needs to be better diversity, because, like, for handguns, all I can really think about is, like, Grizzly, Wellrod, is Calico a handgun or no? Yeah, Yeah, Calico. Yeah, and, like, that's, like, the only three, like, decent handguns I can name, as well as, like, the many ARs, the many SMGs, right? Like, I think there needs to be, like, more diversity in the class, like... Yeah, that's why in I general, cited so. specifically the five handgun squad as something I was looking forward to, um, because it's really where we see, again, it's it's still fairly limited, but within the confines of this game generally, um, getting access to contender, um, boss killing, uh, armor piercing, you know, handguns, things like that. Um, that stuff's pretty mm-hmm. cool, in, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, we do, we do see more diversity. Also, though, with handguns... Um, there, I mean, there is a little bit more. Like, some people um, cite PPK um, just for her high evasion and reasonable usable buffs, um, something like that. Um, 
And again, I think that's fairly unique because I challenge y'all to think of other classes where you have a two-star that is legitimately viable um, for, like, all content. Um, and not just, like, oh, is getting carried by other units in the squad, but actually, you know, providing, you know, pretty much what she needs to um, at a level almost that's comparable um, to the, the, the big ones. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, but, like, outside of PPK, can I, re- I don't think of any other like three stars or two stars that i handguns i could carry yeah. but like but like like sten still works like reasonably well scorpion still does like fnc or fnc or like m14 like they're good like up until high levels like hand i think m14 is incredible yeah uh, sten as 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 a person who runs sten on my main team i have a level 94 five linked sten she's not as good as you think yeah because <laughs> she uses health to tank as, like, a blade of armor, basically. Um, but she she kind of sucks. I mean, it's nice that she has the grenade. Um, also, though, like, Makarov... Sorry, Markarov. There's an R in there, I think. Um, is basically, like, a budget replacement. Um, Stetchkin is pretty solid. Um, I don't have to use either of those, because I was able to spam uh, handgun contracts, because they were so cheap. Um, so I got the major five stars, but they're, they're okay. Um, also, I think they're a little bit flexible, because... They're, we're talking about tile buffs, right? And so it's most important that their links are at highest level um, versus, you know, yes, their evasion is important to some extent, but their damage doesn't matter. Um, most of their stats don't matter. Um, it's And especially with handguns, too, kiting is that much more essential than it is with SMGs. So it's really up to the player to make use of those, and you can totally get by with, like, three-star marker off or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that about does it uh, for us here. This went longer than I expected, but it just, that's just how much we love girls and the front sure lines. Is. So much that they target me. They know where I live. <laughs> they know my social media. Just let me know what your next Instagram ad is, and we'll make a podcast about that too. Uh, Harry, what's your what's your social media sitch? What's 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 it's the plug zone? Plug anything you want. Plug uh, the military industrial complex. It's bad. Don't do it. Just don't. It's like an ant. It's that, a PSA. I, don't that's do your, it. That's your okay. That's your plug. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and plug a, a very related project. Uh, at we like sleeves on Twitter. It is a occasional sleeves appreciation slash review or just you know general sleeve topics uh, Twitter account. Sleeves isn't the thing on your shirt sometimes not on my shirt i say indignantly on i'm not wearing a shirt right now <laughs> on my dead shirt uh what about you ty anything you want to promote uh not much at the moment cat and i are about to launch um a channel sort of a relaunch for them but more collaborative this time um but we're still waiting on some art and stuff so i don't want to um put down a name of things that don't exist um people can follow me uh on twitter um probably a link in the description um but yeah that's about it all right uh and uh i'm six Mar. you can find me on twitter at six Mar s-a-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r and then since this is a scanline show there'll be a bumper at the end um all right uh, maybe 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 we'll see you next i don't know if there's gonna there'll probably be another episode of this bye you gotta end it you gotta end it with your tagline six peace out gotcha bitch <laughs> oh. it's such a good like you can just say it uh, you, got the title. you did the work you put in the footwork you grinded the, the girls no don't and then you don't got not it. grind Nick, the girls back up back the, up you, the, the gun the gun the gu- i'm hitting stop on this recording. grinding the gun <laughs> you're listening to a scanline media network podcast check out our other podcasts like bottle crow reborn so here's the thing nick nobody cares <laughs> No. It's not about that. Uh, you actually convinced me. Shit. The Garnet Wager. Uh, and immediately we get Yunji being like, so hang on. Why does everyone call Jinho Kong? And Jinho, like, really circuitously explains because they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means, th- it means bean, but it's all, like, small person, and, like, I'm... Neutral game. So if you reverse the frame data, you can still play the game, and it'll just sometimes take longer to figure some stuff out. Oops, all anime guide in. 
I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Operation Cereal. Episode 4 yep. was a bit more understandable, but also, I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And our patron-only podcast, Oops All Anime. And he has the blessed privilege of getting an invite. He shreds it in front of her, looks her in the eye, uh, like touches Wipes her face. a tear off of her eye. <laughs> Wipes a tear off her eye and goes, I'll kill you. Visit Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia.